Hi and welcome to another episode of the Casual Fangirls. I'm Caroline. I'm Helen. So today we thought we would do something a bit different. We're, what is this, episode five? Yeah. Maybe you don't know us very well. You don't know what we like. You don't know who we are. You're wondering, why am I listening to this? Well, that's your personal decision and we won't be held responsible for that. But today you're going to find out a bit more about us and the things we like. And that's it. Sounds good. I like the sound of this. Um, So... We're going to ask each other some questions. We're both going to answer them. It's about fandoms and things like that. And I keep saying fandoms, but then every episode I'm like, I'm not in that fandom. <laughs> she so, is really. She I just really she like stuff. She I sit in my bedroom and I like stuff. Jesus, that sounds wrong, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Helen, first first question. Yeah. Who's your favourite character? So in anything, your favourite character. Um... If, for anyone who's listened to the Riverdale podcast, I have mentioned this before, but my all-time favourite character in any show, well, I have two, actually, is Cheryl Blossom in Riverdale. Yeah. absolutely love her character. Lots of hidden depths and not what she first appears to be, so really like her character. Um, another character I like, I like the show Supergirl. Yeah. Um, really like the character Cara Danvers, who is Supergirl. Again, like, not kind of... Like, she has more kind of layers than you first might think. And, yeah, brilliant show, Supergirl, as well. So she's my other favourite character. Oh, she's really watched Supergirl. It's really good. So they're my two favourites. I like strong female leads in shows because often, like, in the past, it's often been geared towards the men being, like, the main characters. And I like the fact that, like, in Supergirl, like, it really empowers young girls, like, to want to kind of be like a superhero or think they've got superpowers or just kind of... <laughs> Make them think they've got superpowers, okay? No, you know just what I mean. Just loads of children jumping that. off roofs. But what I mean is, like, you know, it empowers them to kind of think they can be anything they want to be and I just really like that. It's kind of a strong female positive influence on their life. So, Caroline, who's your favourite character? Okay, so this is so hard because I have... So, I've, I'm, like, thinking of so many. Most of mine aren't even typical fandom things. They're mostly comedy because I love comedy and sitcoms That's and stuff fine. you can have anything you like i've thought of who it is Go on then who's it's the it? vicar of dibley it's geraldine oh, granger geraldine granger what's a character i know i love her or um the character garth Marenghi, who i'm sure you've never heard of that's no. an amazing character there are so many there are so many great comedy characters if i have to go if we're going like literary let's go literary i'm going to say john thornton from north and south because i think that is a really that he's a great character and also margaret from north and south they're great characters they're just oh it's just so many there are lots of characters i just answer. like lots of characters all of the characters except all of the characters in all of the shows yeah except <clears throat> i don't know who do i hate I don't know. Who's look, who's your least favourite character? Let's do that. Oh, that's really hard. That is hard. <clears throat> least favourite. I have to think about that. I don't mine, really know. Who's your... You talk about yours and I'll think about uh, mine. Mine's probably... This isn't actually about the fair because I kind of stopped watching it, but River Song in Doctor Who I really didn't like and I actually started... I actually started like a really mean Facebook page yeah, I'm when I was like... I'm not a big fan of River Song actually. Um, and also... Um, gosh, I don't like the character David Brent in The Office. Oh, I mean, he's a, a he's um, a bit of an arrogant kind of. He's not arrogant. It just it just makes me cringe so much, and yeah, I feel like I I'm going to turn inside out. He's I feel really I feel so he's embarrassing, and he's desperate yeah. to be liked, and I feel incredibly sorry he's for bad, him. Bad, bad manager. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, and he just makes he's just so desperate to be liked that it makes me kind of sad, <coughs> and that's why I don't like him. But I love Ricky Gervais. I'm a big Ricky Gervais fan. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just the, the character of David Brent. It does. It's kind of a bit 
creepy. It leaves, it leaves me cold, I have to say. It I think cold. my least favourite character, again, has to go back to my favourite show, Riverdale. Yeah. Obviously. And I think that my least favourite character is Penelope Blossom, who is Cheryl's mother. Yeah. Um, Because she is so horrible to Cheryl. And as a mother, I think, how can you treat your child like that as a mother? You're not a mother. No. As a mother. Oh, I thought you meant like... As I'm no, a mother. No, not as I'm a mother. As a mother in the show. Like, obviously it's her character, but I just She's just think, a horrible person. Yeah, just a horrible, horrible person. And just, yeah, really dislike her. Okay, so we've got our least favourites. What's your favourite single moment in something? Like a TV show, book, whatever. Um. Ah, oh, okay. In a book. Um, otherwise, I'll just go back to Riverdale. And no one wants to hear about that for the whole thing. Um, yeah, in a book, I love in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows the 19 years later scene. Yes. I went out at midnight to Tesco's, bought the book, queued up, bought the book. You didn't read the back went first. Home, no, okay. I went home and I stayed up all night reading. I got halfway through the book and it was kind of looking a bit dicey for some of my favourite characters. So I had to skip to the <laughs> epilogue. And Ellen. once I knew it was all going to be okay, I relaxed. I was so tense and stressed, worried what was going to happen. I cried, I loved it, and then I went back and enjoyed the rest of the book then. It was fine. Do you know what I so did? that's my favourite moment. Do you know what I just, I just remembered I yeah. did? We bought the book. We had it arrive the next day. Uh-huh. Uh, I read the back so I could spoil it for anyone who annoyed well, me. Well, what was really funny was at Tesco's, they were only selling one copy kind of per person. Fair yeah. Enough, and there was a big queue for um, the books. And somebody at the till just bought their copy, opened it up and went, oh, Harry dies, like really loudly. Obviously, they planned to do it. Oh, my God, that's so funny. You you should have seen people's faces. It was just like, oh, my goodness. And I just went, at least they didn't. Surely he doesn't kind of thing. And I didn't kind of believe him. Yeah. But I think they must have realised he was doing it in jest. But oh, my goodness. At least he didn't really ruin it. But that is hilarious. I never, I technically, I never did die for a while. Not that he was. Oh, my God, spoilers. No. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but anyway, it was very fun. I kind of, I never went to like a midnight book thing. Mm. I, I, I did was, for the last two. I never actually books. read the books until I was like 23-ish. And I went through them. My favourite, we're talking about Harry Potter scenes. I love the Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, and I love the scene book, yeah. where they free Buckbeak. Oh, I love that. And there's and themselves. Serious, and, like, like, yeah. and the second copy of themselves, their time turn. Yeah. I really love, I love that. that. I, I love really the, well I the, love the description actually. of like freeing Sirius. And it was like, like, I just love that bit. Yeah. Yeah, That that I think that movie is my favourite movie as well. Um, Right, next question. Oh, I haven't answered mine. Because that was just about Harry Potter. Uh, my favourite single moment? Book or TV? Book or TV? Or theatre? Or theatre, or film, anything. Ah, theatre. Okay, I'm going to go for theatre. I'm going to go in Spring Awakening. Yeah. And this is spoilers for Spring Awakening. Um, The scene in Spring Awakening where Melchior realises that Vendler and Moritz are both dead. Um, and he's going to kill himself. He's going to... Tr- sorry, trigger warning. He's going to slit his wrists. Um, Or his neck. Might be his neck. Um, yeah, and he's about to kill himself, and suddenly Moritz's ghost rises to stop him, and then he's singing, and he's like, "Oh no, sorry, Moritz is there before he's going to kill himself, and then he's about to do it again." <coughs> and Vendler's ghost comes on, and they sing this amazing song, and it's really haunting, and it oh, is the most I've not beautiful. Seen spring Awakening, so so beautiful. It sounds good though. That's very very moving. Um, there's a bootleg of it on on. Um, YouTube from uh, the London production 
So not that we encourage bootlegs, but if you want to see it, it's no. very, it's, it's very, very moving. Um, so next question, question three, who's your favourite actor? Fucking no prizes for guessing what I'm going to say. Basic yeah. bitch over here. It's not actually, that isn't the answer. So, Okay, I would say, probably again, I'm probably going to go back to Videl. I think mainly because it is my current fandom. I've been kind of in the fandom for about 18 months. I don't know. Because um, there's loads of actors and actresses over the years that I've liked. Give so us it's some. actually hard to... Tell us some. Um, we got we got some time to kill. Fill it up. <laughs> Um, yeah, a lot of the acting in Supergirl is great. I'll tell you who I really, really think is a great actress. She's called Nicole Maines, and she plays um, Nia Null in Supergirl, and okay. she's the character is tran- transgender okay. in the show, and she's actually transgender in real life. Oh, good, yeah. And um, I remember when she was cast, it was kind of a really big thing and like a real positive move forwards in kind of TV, you know, in kind of yeah. in terms of proper, proper... portraying that on TV. And yeah. I know she um is a big advocate for talking about it and she was I'm not going to say famous for this but as she grew up like she was quite open about being a transgender child I can't remember all the details of her story I think so apologies think know, if this is wrong I but think I know who that is she's a twin yeah. okay and they were adopted um boy and girl two boys sorry they were adopted as twin boys uh, very young and I think she said and I haven't seen her interviews for quite a few years so apologies if this is incorrect but I think she said about the age of five she realized that she was in the wrong body and actually she felt like a girl and um, I remember her saying like how she kind of spoke to her mum about it and her mum was kind of supportive but her dad found it really difficult to kind of get his head around as you can understand that you know if someone comes to you and that's someone you've known as your son, and then says, oh, I'm go- I feel like a girl, I want to be a girl. It may take a while. But in, both her parents came around in the end, and she started living as a girl as, at quite a young age. And I think because she was kind of prepubescent, it meant that she was able to kind of take the female hormones and never kind of develop an Adam's apple or a deep voice or any of that. Um, <clears throat> and she's kind of been an advocate and talked about this for years. She's done interviews kind of growing up alongside her family. And she's talked so much and so openly about it. And she's still only, I kind of think, 21, 22-ish. And she's done interviews on kind of like the Ellen DeGeneres show and various things. And she speaks so well for her age. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and she's a really good actress. And, yeah, I just, I think she's a really good actress and I like her character as well. That's great. So I've that's not, my answer. I have not heard that story. I think I was thinking of somebody else. not heard that story and I'm going to go look it up. Yeah, that definitely. that sounds really interesting. Um, Who's yours? <sighs> Dicky armbands. Oh, what a surprise. Uh, How did I... Have guess? I even explained a dicky armbands thing? I think this happened because we recorded uh, our Rich Darmitage episode. Thank you to everyone who listened to our Rich Darmitage episode because that is our most listened episode. Um, Clearly lots of Richard Armitage fans out there. There are many. Um, Ross has started calling Rich Darmitage dicky armbands. Any particular reason? Or? Like he calls him like Richard yeah. and then Armitage sounds a bit like armbands. Okay, so it was That's just, it, it's the very, no, yeah, he's very clever. That's the big story behind it. Le, yeah, Dickie Armbands. Um, <laughs> imagine if he listened to this for some reason and he was like, Dickie Armbands, like I've worked so hard in my career. Yeah. Who's this He's been reduced to Dickie Calling armbands. me Dickie Armbands. Oh my God, how mortifying. Um, if he was were to hear this. <laughs> Can I even put that in my... So Richard Armitage, Richard Crispin Armitage. Um, he is. He, I really like. I really like his work. Um, but I would say my favorite actor. I really like David Tennant. 
Um, I also love Matt Smith, by the way. Yeah, Matt actor. Smith is great. Have you seen The Crown? No. It's very good. I've only ever seen uh, him in Doctor Who. Really, there are just so many. I have a lot of like favourite. I really like the actor Julian Ryan Tutt, who is in Green Wing, and he's in tons of stuff. Um, he's one of those actors who's like in everything. He just sort of pops yeah. up like, all over the place. I really like him. Um, and then favourite like actresses. We're going actresses. Um, really, I love Anna Kendrick. Oh, so love do I. Anna Kendrick. I love her version of Cups. Oh, really great. So. I want to be her. I did that at a concert. Did you? Yeah. Oh, have you got a video of it somewhere? No, oh, I not it wasn't very good. I'm sure it was. I didn't do the Cups. I just, oh, I just sang it. Oh, imagine me. I'm like so. <laughs> Coordination there. I tried to clap. It, it was, was like. I can't remember it exactly. Yeah, that's not quite right. But hey, we won't go there. <laughs> Look at the spikes on that. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Um, sorry, the spikes on the audio audible thing, not like some spikes, <laughs> spikes in your hand. Of my, my punishing my, yourself in my, such a terrible rendition. in my all leather costume that I'm currently sitting in. <laughs> <clears throat> Helen's mortified, right? Huh. Um, yeah, I love Anna Kendrick. Right. Uh, Should we go for one of my questions? Yeah, Helen, ask me a question. I'll okay. Tell you my my first question is: What TV show had a big Big impact on your life growing up. TV show. Oh, it could be a musical or something, but I, for me, when I was thinking of this question, it was just a TV show that stuck out for me. Sabrina, a teenage witch. And any particular reason why? Um, it was funny. It made me laugh. I watched it all the time. St- like Sabrina, a teenage witch. Anything on Nickelodeon, really. Um, Rugrats. Love SpongeBob. Um, and then when I was a little bit older, Doctor Who. Definitely Doctor Who. Um, but yeah, if if I pick like one show from my childhood, I'd say Sabrina. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's um, that's a good answer for me. I think my answer is Glee, and um, I really love that show. Yeah, because um, well, lots of reasons, but one of them was like it kind of made singing cool. Like I know in yeah. the show the characters weren't the cool ones; they were all kind of like the misfits or the ones without the friends or the ones with problems but I remember I've always loved singing I remember at school I kind of never joined the choir because it was seen as like really uncool and um I always wanted to secretly but kind of never had the courage to and I really really wish I had now but anyway hey Um, but yeah it kind of made singing cool and it made it okay to be different like yeah if you want to be in glee club it doesn't matter if you're the head cheerleader or when you're pregnant or you're the football captain or you're this or you're that it, you know, well, you that's could, what you I like. Kind it, of come together it through also, music, and I love that. Even though it kind of made it like okay for the popular kids to do something nerdy, it also showed that the I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. Can't see, <laughs> the to the nerdy kids or like like everyone has their place. Yeah. With their people, and it doesn't matter if you don't fit what you think you should fit. There's somewhere yeah. for you. And, and also like, like how lot. they came together. Like I loved it as the show developed through the seasons. Kind oh, it of got so friendships were formed. That like in the first season you think oh they're gonna hate each other forever and even when they were kind of together in Glee Club they still weren't getting on but like Rachel and Santana spring to mind yeah they ended up being really good friends you know by the end of all the seasons and I, stuff and um, I, I can't yeah get Glee more, definitely had an impact on my life and I, I really enjoyed it that's good do you want so, to do another one yeah I'll do another one okay so my next question is if you could write for any TV show or TV program or Okay. It's probably easier than saying a musical or a film. Yeah, just uh, say TV. What show would you write for and okay. why? Okay, so this show is a bit unrealistic because A, it's finished and B, it had one writer. Not North and South. No, <laughs> Fleabag. 
Never heard of that. Oh, it's it's the, is it, does it it's star Richard Armitage? No, Richard oh. Armitage isn't even involved. Okay. He's not there. No. That was my <laughs> Richard Armitage isn't involved. Um, Fleabag is a comedy, um, like alter, I guess like an alternative comedy about this person, this woman called Fleabag. We don't find out her real name, and yeah. it's just about her life. She's a complete mess. So when, and in when the second this series, uh, this like a few months ago, it's not written by um... Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh, okay, so okay. She so basically the second series focuses on her relationship with a Catholic priest, uh-huh. and they sort of get close and they <laughs> like. But the writing is so amazing. It's poignant. It's funny. It's awkward. It's everything. Um, and she writes it all herself, and she stars in it. So obviously, I couldn't write for it. But my uh-huh. goal, my, so I write, and you write as well. Yeah. And my goal in life is to write my own flea bag some because the something thing with like Phoebe Willow Bridge yeah. like she believed in flea bag a hundred percent and she gave everything to and that. I think if you are that invested in something you will kind of push it forwards and yeah. kind of ensure that it's oh succeeds. and it's like so authentic and like raw oh it's just everything you you would hate it you hmm. wouldn't like it it doesn't sound like my it's kind not of thing, your but thing I kind of respect the story behind it yeah. and how it was produced she's she's amazing and she's really making a name for herself she's the next she's gonna blow well, up i'm gonna look that up just because you've talked about it oh, and, and her relationship with the priest is so great it's I'll amazing it what it's channel everything. is it on uh bbc3 it's on iplayer um yeah for me i would write for people who've listened to other shows will probably guess this riverdale yeah and the reason for that is personally i love writing um you couldn't be worse stories <laughs> and i love writing about characters that i like and kind of am passionate about yeah and yeah with riverdale my favorite characters i feel don't get enough airtime and not and a lot of things that i feel should be explored on the show are kind of glossed over yeah and i know when you watch interviews with some of the characters they say they're often asked oh do you think like sharon and tony had this discussion about that or do you think veronica and archie this happened off off camera kind of thing off screen and i would like to be able to kind of flesh out those moments yeah. that really should be on the show and i know the various actors and actresses themselves have said oh yes i think they had this discussion um, about this and it happened like this. And I love kind of hearing that because it's kind of like makes it almost like canon in my head, like, oh, it did happen. So I like to kind of love to fill in those blanks yeah. and also kind of do the characters justice. Sorry. When I feel that uh, maybe they haven't been given that enough, enough of a storyline or enough airtime. Yeah. Sorry, that was me opening my Twitter and I was watching a Richard Armitage interview. That's oh, very embarrassing. Richard Armitage, how funny. I'm trying, I'm just trying to install install our email because my phone's installed it. Imagine listening to this, thinking I'm just going to have a, like, want to know their views and then you just hear me trying to Play install Richard email. <laughs> I, it's, it's an interview where someone called him Armitage. <laughs> Armitage. Oh, yeah, you sent me that clip. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, another one of your questions? Um... Uh, what moment in something did you hate? Um, see, my brain automatically defaults to, to Riverdale. Riverdale, which okay. I'm going to say it anyway because it's true. Right, the end of season three, yeah. uh, very end of season three, um, there's a, a very brief scene which I really didn't like, and it was Cheryl Blossom. Yeah. Um, uh, her brother was killed in the first season and his body was buried and then there's a whole storyline spoilers if you haven't watched it um with something called the farm in season three and they end up um resurrecting his body and it's at the farm and then when cheryl escapes the farm where they find out it's actually an organ harvesting farm 
not on the dead bodies on the ones that are alive. It's really horrendous and horrible. Um, Riverdale is a bit wacky and a bit odd. It's an organ harvesting farm. Yeah, and they kind of trick them all into thinking that they're talking to their dead relatives and things. You really need to watch it to kind of fully get the gist. But so Cheryl doesn't want to leave his body um, at the farm. It's never shown how, but she somehow manages to get his dead corpse. Back hasn't he, to, hasn't he a skeleton um, by then? Well, anyway, he must have been embalmed or something. I'm not really sure. Oh, Couldn't be. Um, but yeah, so yeah, these things don't get explained on the show. But she takes his body back to, um, we're not quite sure if it's Thornhill, which is the house that she burnt down. Spoilers for an earlier season. Um, or oh if it's Thistle God, House. They've ruined it for house. Me. Sorry, they never kind of explain. But yeah, and you kind of see her with his corpse and she says, well, welcome home, JJ, or something like that. Oh, gosh. And a lot of fans, I was on Twitter when that aired in America. Does it air um, on the proper channel there? It airs on uh, the CW in America. Oh, okay. And then it's released 8am in the UK the next morning on Netflix. But I kind of stay up it's kind of the middle of the night UK time, but I love to read the like live oh tweets from people. How do you function the next day? I find um, I get my night hours. I've got extra adrenaline oh, just I'm for so that. I'm so glad I'm not active in any fandoms because I'm not bloody staying up. I've got time for that. I used to, st- I stayed out once to watch RuPaul's Drag Race and oh my God, the next day. You were all on that. So and I know a lot of fans uh, were not happy about that and they felt kind of Cheryl's character's move so far and it was kind of a really bizarre move. That is weird. And um, they're at Comic-Con at the moment in um, San Diego this weekend and they have been um, asked lots of questions and one of them came up about kind of Cheryl's storyline and she's she's kind of said yes you know she's harboring her dead brother's body so we're not quite sure how it's going to play out um obviously her mental health is kind of going to be questioned she's been through so much though I think it's kind of explained as you know she's maybe not thinking straight and things but I think the actress has kind of said that she doesn't want to say goodbye to her brother again you know she hated I'm not really sure. I can't really remember all the various things that have been said, but it is going to be a storyline that comes up again in season four, which they're filming at the moment. And yeah, I wish they hadn't done that because the scene they cut was, um, again, spoilers, Cheryl's, before Cheryl's brother died, he got um, another character's sister pregnant with twins, Dagwood and Juniper. Dagwood? Yeah, let's not go into the name. Dagwood? And anyway, Cheryl's crazy mum had already got Dagwood, the her grandson and was um looking after him and at the farm where lots of them were juniper was there with her mum polly and cheryl her aunt and her grandma and everything else and when cheryl escaped um she was told to kind of take juniper with her which she did and there was apparently quite a nice scene with cheryl and juniper at home but that was cut because the baby baby? about a year-ish i think i think they're meant to be on the timelines are a bit unclear in riverdale i think obviously it's not always 100 percent accurate because obviously the show had moved on quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. Carry Are you recording? Yeah. Okay. Brief myth. Brief. No, um, I hit technical the space then. And it paused it. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, she, there was a nice scene with the baby, but apparently Madeleine said they did cut that because the baby cried a lot, and it might be on the deleted scenes. I don't know, but that would have been nicer to end her kind of story up for season three than her harboring her dead brother's body. But hey. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Have you answered this question already? So, I no, remember. I haven't. haven't. So okay. a scene I hate is in Robin Hood. Uh-huh. With where... Richard Armitage? Yeah. <laughs> so that. I suppose Riverdale and Richard Armitage, they are our big fandoms. Well, so... okay, so you know in the previous episode, I said that Guy was awful to marry in. Guy, yeah. Guy, Guy Susan. Didn't mention this bit. Um, the worst thing he did was, uh, spoilers, Robin Hood, stab her oh, in the stomach. Oh, you showed me the clip, though. I showed you, you it after. Up, yeah. I hate it. I hate the script. 
because I just he just, I don't understand why he would stab her because she's like I'm in love with Robin Hood I love him and then he just suddenly goes and like stabs her through the stomach she takes so long to die despite the fact she's been stabbed through the spinal cord there is no blood on her white dress she's like every and it's just weird slow-mo and every it's just it's just the weirdest scene and I hate it very very much and uh, no offense to anyone who worked on Robin Hood. Uh, it was it was a long time ago now. Let's all move on. Thirteen, fourteen, no, twelve years ago. I just I, it it just makes me cringe. I think is the word cringe, and it doesn't make me sad. It make when Guy dies in the third series that made that me quite sad, and Robin Hood dies as well. But they were trying to set it up to continue it when they both died yeah. and it got cancelled. Um. So yeah. So there was never a series without Kai because there would have been if they if it continued. Yeah, I might be completely wrong because I've you know, I've done minimal research to be mm. honest. Right. Uh, if you could bring back any character who is dead, let's let's say dead, who would it be? Um, do you know I'm not sure because not many of the shows that I love have what got like characters that have died. Um, ah, yes, Grey's Anatomy. Loved Grey's Anatomy for a long time. Um, I can't remember. I think it was season um, eight, possibly, um, where some of the characters died. Um, there was a character called Mark and a character called Lexi Grey, who was Meredith's sister. If you watch the show, you know that. If not, um, it's all quite, you know, there's loads and loads of characters and things. But, um, yeah. Lexi Gray died. There was a plane crash with some of them on a plane and she died a horrible death, kind of uh, really, really sad. And um, her boyfriend actually made it back to Gray Sloan Hospital and it wasn't called Gray Sloan then. His name was Mark Sloan, sorry. And um, they ended up calling it um, Gray Sloan, I think in honour of Lexi Gray and Mark Sloan who died. But yeah, I would bring... Lexi Lexi Gray and Mark Sloan back because they I love their characters and actually um I was part of a role play group where we wrote kind of our own stories and things for Grey's Anatomy and we had both of those characters alive and gave them their own kind of storyline so I had kind of that little closure with my friends you know that oh they're alive and they lived happily ever after and everything else but yeah their deaths are really sad oh and of course Grey's Anatomy the big one Derek Shepherd him being killed off was so sad I remember crying for like quite a few days every time I thought about it it was so so sad um and also because when they the way they filmed that episode um they had Derek had had a massive head injury and he obviously couldn't speak, yeah. but they had um, him, his internal voice, his inner voice speaking because he was um, a neurosurgeon. So he knew what they needed to do kind of to his head and things and like what tests to do. And you, he could hear the doctors kind of saying, oh, we might do this. We might do that. He's going, yes, yes, you should do that and things. And so it's really sad because he's kind of partly where he's going to die and you don't know he's going to die um really and then right near the end you see a clip of him awake and talking to his wife Meredith um which you think oh he's a, he's he's alive and then you realize that actually he's not and then they switch off his life support and Meredith's there with their two children and it's so heartbreaking and um she actually finds out not long after his death that she's pregnant with her um she, they adopted their first child Zola they had the second child and then the third child and um, she found that she was pregnant. It's really, it's very well done, but it was really, really emotional and sad. That's so really I'd resurrect two or three of those characters. What about you? See, I'm trying to think because 
I don't really watch that much where people have died. I mean, I asked the question. Um, oh, who's died and what do I watch? What TV show? Do you do this thing where you like watch something and you immediately you forget where you need to talk about something, you forget everything you've ever <laughs> known? Um, but your mind goes blank. Okay, so there's this movie. This is a really obscure one. There's this movie called Their Finest. So spoilers for Their Finest. And it's about um, a 1940s film production that is a propaganda film in World War II. Uh-huh. And throughout it, there's been this woman who's been pretending to be married, but actually she's not married. Um, and she is like has this like flirty angry relationship with her co-writer and you it's like a will they won't know the whole time they're on set of the propaganda film uh-huh and this is how we were i was at the cinema watching it and you hear in the background you go like oh that lighting rig's a bit a bit stiff I'm thinking uh-oh <laughs> yeah so they finally have this like really steamy snog and he's like, oh, I'll see you. We'll meet up after Aww. after the shoot. Yeah. And then they call her and he goes, no, don't worry, I'll go. Yeah. And as he goes, the fucking lighting rig falls down, smashes head in dead. On him? Instantly, yeah, on him. Aww. And then the oh, film so. carries on and the propaganda film is a really big success. And he like Obviously, sees his like goat, his goat, he's, a, he's like the producer or whatever, yeah. the writer. Oh, okay. Um, and you see like his ghost watching it and he's like, this is good, Aww. this is really good. And you see her struggling with the de- their finest. Oh, I think it might be on Netflix. Original. It's a yeah. really good film though. It's very funny. I so how far it. into the film does he die? About an hour and a half. Oh, so... So you've got lots of time to get attached, yeah. And then how long after he dies is... About 20, 30 minutes. Oh, right, okay. So you see her, like, dealing with it. And yeah. It's very sad. Anything anything where, like, someone dies just before they get their happy ending really gets me. Um, or even just after. Kind of, that's still sad. Yeah. <sighs> now I've depressed myself. Also, because um, I can't, you know, I've got to have a Richard Armitage one. Yeah. Um, His character in Strike Back, which is like <coughs> this spy thing in set he only did yeah he only he only did one series um and then i think he started he moved on to others i think it was yeah. in the hobbit and stuff um but he's in the first episode of the next series and it had That's like it went no it went on for like 50 episodes or something after he left oh wow um so in the first series they're trying to get him back Oh, I see. And they had, keep getting all these hostage videos, and then they get a hostage video, and he's like, "There's only one thing that will make them happy," and he goes, "Blood," and then he realizes, and then bang, bullet through the so face. That was the first episode of season two. Was yeah. Oh, okay. And I, but I knew that he wasn't going to be in it, yeah. so I was like, "Oh, he's got to die then." Yeah. But um, it, I cried. I actually sobbed because he was such a an amazing character, like really sassy. Oh, just a really good character, and it made me sad. And he had a daughter. I was like, "What's going to happen to the daughter?" Never found out what happened to the daughter. Uh, so I would, I would bring, I would bring back. Um, I can't even remember the name of the guy from Their Finest, but it it upset me. But I would um bring back John Porter from Strike Back. Excellent. Uh, what is your least favorite thing about fandoms and the nature of fandoms? Um, that's a good question. My least favorite thing, I think, um, one of my least favorite things is kind of sometimes how the fans can get kind of too overly invested, especially in the actors and actresses. That's what I was going to say. Well, we both, you know, think along the same lines that we can share the answer. Yeah. Um, because I know there's always, especially on Twitter, I see this more on Twitter than anywhere else. When um the real life um actors and actresses that thunder outside or i think so 
it's free um spooky effects having a pause there um yeah for example one of the actresses in riverdale back to riverdale vanessa morgan she recently got engaged to her boyfriend and so many fans were like we're so happy for you and there was a few really negative comments oh you know oh that means she's off the market forever and oh i these comments that i thought really that's her life it's, she's happy it's they ownership don't... isn't it it's yeah. a weird sense of ownership and i think in the past i might have been guilty of that like when i was very young yeah and i mean I these back, could be young fans but, you just but kind of now i think i never really i would even if i thought it i would never have vocalized it and i wouldn't have directed kind of... it towards but yeah. i think then again it wasn't as easy to your thoughts but i would never have said that but maybe i said it to other fans i think like was i a bad fan but then when i think about it i've actually even ignoring the story in the previous episode where I stalked someone for three days. That was a genuine mistake. I had a legitimate reason to be at those events. Um, so she said. Yeah. No, when I look back, I do think I was actually always quite respectful. And I yeah. was very... I think my... Yeah, my thing that I don't like is that people tend to forget that celebrities are real people. Yeah, and they've got... They so have I'm got sitting here... In their own lives so I'm sitting and... here, like, calling Bridget Armitage dicky armbands. I'm thinking, actually... That would really he be offended? That might offended. upset him. Would it? Uh, would it upset him? Or would he think it's a joke? And then I'm just thinking like that's my sense of humour, and people call me like stupid stuff all the time. Yeah. So. But I don't know. But that that is my thing when when people forget that behind the Instagram, behind the films, all this, they're real people and they have feelings and they have anxieties and worries just like us. And and when they share their lives, because also Rich Savage doesn't share his yeah. private life. Whereas I think private. a lot of the younger actors and actresses do tend to share more of their lives. Obviously, it's the bits they're choosing to share. Yeah. But I think because that's more such open. a way to kind of get fan engagement, especially yeah. shows like Riverdale, I think they do rely massively on social media to kind of promote them and just get discussion going and yeah. things like that. And I don't think they'd have been so successful if it wasn't for social yeah. media. Like, for example, I know when we did um, the Riverdale episode, I talked about Madeleine Petch had 14 million Instagram followers Jeez. and she's now got like 15 point something. Whew. So, and that's in, Blimey, you right. know, what, a month or yeah, so? See, Rich, it's... see, Richard Armitage, I'm going to say his proper name, only has like only 97,000. Yeah, and so again, it so just shows know. like how these I don't TV know why, shows that are aimed I don't at know why audiences. he's my go-to talk about because it's like, the other day, I was thinking, I'm not even that into Richard Armitage. And then a new trailer for his show came out, and I and watched you're it. Like, Richard Armitage. Woo. I just, but the thing is, I just really like him as an actor. I'm quite fussy with actors. Yeah. Um, and I just think he's a very, very good actor. See, I'm kind of the opposite a little bit. Like, you I like shit love, actors. No, it's not the actors and the actresses. It's the characters in the shows. That's what I mean, though, because so, I, I, he's a good actor, so I connect with the characters. Yeah, but what you're kind of saying is you love Richard Armitage as him, and you no, would fo- No, that isn't what I'm saying. Oh, I think okay. Richard Armitage is such a good actor that anything he is in, I automatically watch because it's a mark of quality. Him, personally... I don't, not that bothered. Not that bothered. Okay. I like his work, and I think he makes good, good choices. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. For me... It's the character that they play that I'm invested in rather than them. So, like, yeah. for example, some of my favourite actors and actresses who are in Riverdale, I've seen them in other shows and I have not enjoyed those shows at all because I'm just not connected yeah. to those characters. See, and yeah. I'm not like, oh, I love this actor and I would follow him. That's I'm See, more like, yeah, I I'm love the this character in this show. I'm the opposite. I like the Obviously, I like the characters. Yeah. But... There is always a connection with an actor. I, I mean, if connection. I like the actor, then I would probably look up their yeah. shows and oh I'll check something new out and things but 
for me, is about the character that I love rather than them as an actor. They portray it really well, and that's probably why I love it. Yeah. But it's that show that I'm invested in rather than see there are the cert- actors. And there actresses. are certain actors that if they're in something, I'll watch it. Like I'll watch anything with Olivia Coleman. I'll watch anything with um, watch anything with like Nina Sasanian. Um, just yeah, there are just a few. There are a few like actors I'll just watch them in anything. Um. But I, I don't know, I've just always... It's not even, like, so when I like an actor, it's not because I fancy them or whatever. Yeah. I just I you just enjoy them, them their or their acting or their style. Yeah. Um, and I just... And then I'll follow them. But then, like, I wouldn't look up about their life. Like, no. There are, I have very, like, firm boundaries, and it's not like... That's, that's why I say I'm not in fandoms, because I feel like... Yeah. There are certain things that make me just like, oh, I don't like it, like cringe a bit. And it's not even what other people are doing. I just feel like if I overstep that line where they are an actor to then thinking about them as, like, obviously I know they're a real person, but I don't want to be in there because that's their life. It's weird, isn't it? Like, I just feel like I'm overstepping into their private life if I I step away from them as an actor so I don't I wouldn't stage door and because I I don't I want to give them yeah I I don't want it's it's weird I can't even explain it but when other people stage door I love it I love hearing the stories of stage door but I just I used to do it a bit and I just felt very uncomfortable because maybe it's because I don't like strangers and they are a stranger essentially aren't they I think that's it I don't like I'm not very comfortable talking to strangers and I mean I suppose you. I say that I will chat with anyone if you ever meet me in the street I'll talk your bloody ear off but but um, yeah I think you could argue that if they like you're saying but you don't want to kind of overstep into their personal lives if they choose to share things on social media oh, yeah, there will fine. be fan reaction and yeah. they kind of if they've chosen to share that they have to expect that and I think um they're quite mindful you know what they share because they know them in the public yeah. line I'm sure they all have Privacy, kind of training yeah. and publicists saying you oh, do comment like this or don't say that or whatever yeah. else you know especially these really see I don't really follow people. any like actors on Instagram I only follow Richard Armitage yeah. and that's because he doesn't like post that much he doesn't post very much oh, okay. but his Instagram actually makes me laugh Oh, so nice. it's just yeah, it's, uh, but um, yeah, I don't really follow anyone else. But I, I, I don't know what I'm talking about with my um own, like I can't even explain it. But I find the thing with Richard Armitage, just to talk about him again. Um, when he's done interviews and stuff, I think the reason that I'm so like I really like him is because the stuff he says in interviews, and as someone who is interested in journalism and interviewing, yeah, stuff, he gives really really great answers that are very like intelligent and that is why I'd love to interview him I have so many I have so many like subjects I want to ask him about um because he just he's just very like I've never seen an interview where I'm like that sounds dumb that sounds really imagine me being interviewed on a I I would say the stupidest no I think you'd be fine no, no, not me interviewing, me being interviewed. I, like, I couldn't be composed. Interviewed. Oh, you would. Be I don't know. But that is why, there we go, there's episode 463 about why Caroline likes Richard Armitage. Jesus. Um, so, yeah, should we? I think that's all our questions. Yeah, should we sign off? Let's do that. So thank you for listening to another episode. I am the girl with the thousand questions all about Richard Armitage. Caroline. And I've been the girl who loves Riverdale, maybe a little bit too much, or maybe not in my opinion, but anyway. Not enough, not enough. Not enough. You can always love something a bit more, a bit more passion for the subject. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.